At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Tonight, I'm like I've told you, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stay on it always. But throughout this next year, we're gonna stay focused on the fact that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Because we need to know that. And, um, you know, throughout the, my, my born-again walk, I can't tell you how many people through the years have talked about things that are not true. In other words, things that they think that are true about God that are not true. One of the one of the most popular things that people talked about in my upbringing in Christianity from the time I was 18 years old is that so many Christians talked about that God made you sick. They couldn't tell you they couldn't tell you much about anything else in the Bible, but when it came to to sickness especially if you're preaching and talking about that God has healed us and delivered us. People would say, no, 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 the Bible says that God makes people sick. But the Bible says that. The Bible truly says that God makes people sick, puts sickness on people. The Bible says that. But we believe that he heals. Amen? We believe he's already healed us. But the Bible says that God makes people sick. Second Peter 3, I want to look at this, and then we're going to go look at where God makes people sick. Second Peter 3 and verse 15, I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. Verse 15 and 16, it says, And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom of God, with the wisdom God gave him, speaking of these things in all of his letters. How what? How God has patience for you to get saved. We've talked about in this series that if you're saved, then you're healed. If you're healed, then you're delivered. Amen? It's a package thing. Not just that we're saved from hell, which if that's all it was, that'd be a good thing. But it's so much more than that. God has patience for you to be saved, to be, for you to be healed. Look at verse 16. For some of his... Comments are hard, Paul's. Some of his comments are hard, this is Peter saying this, to understand. And those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture, and this will result in their destruction. Interesting passage. I'm going to read that 16th verse again. Some of his comments are hard to understand, and those who are ignorant and unstable have 
twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture, and this will result in their destruction. God makes people sick. I've heard people say that for 45 years. God makes people sick to teach them something. God puts sickness and disease on people to show them something, to teach them how to be humble or whatever it is that they, that they believe. So, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, you read in the first 15 verses of Deuteronomy 28, it talks about those who obey the Lord thy God. They'll be blessed in everything that they do. And then from verse 16 on, it talks about those who disobey God, how all these things will come on them. And in verse 27, it says this, The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt. I'm not sure what that is, but it doesn't sound good. Right? With tumors, with the scab, with the itch, from which you cannot be healed. From which you cannot be healed. Who, who did that? Who would do that? It says, the Lord will strike you with boils of Egypt. See, people that I've met that say that God puts sickness and disease on you to teach you something, they use verses of Scripture like this. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart. And you shall grope at noonday, as a blind man gropes in darkness, you shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. <coughs> and no one shall save you. I can't even read that stuff. <coughs> also, also, verse 61 says this, also... Every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of the law will the devil bring upon you. Is that what it says? Hmm. The Lord will bring upon you until you're destroyed. This is the Bible. This is Bible. Amen? This is what the Bible says. And... Um, those are all of the curses under the law. Those are all the curses that would come upon people that disobeyed God. So everybody was open and susceptible because everybody disobeyed God in one way or another because there was no blood. There was the blood of animals, but that had to be done every year. And what if... What you did didn't slip underneath the blood of goats and bulls and calves and whatever. The high priest would go in and do sacrifice on a yearly basis for the sins of people's lives. But everybody disobeyed, so everybody was open to any of this groping and boils and ugliness and sickness of every kind and things coming on you and destroying your life and not prospering and not not advancing, all of it. People were open to these things if you disobey. 
Why and how could that happen in the earth? It's more of the fact that God allowed it because the authority that God gave to man, man didn't have anymore. But thank God for Galatians chapter 3 and many other verses of Scripture, but for for time's sake, I'm just going to read this. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 and 14. Christ, the Savior of the world, has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become the curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, so that, so that, the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That we might receive the promise. They were all looking for the promise also. They were looking for the blessing of Abraham. They were doing everything they could to be as perfect as they could be, but they messed up. And so out of nowhere... You read Old Testament stories and people would show up with boils. People would show up with the itch. I don't know about you, but if something itches me, I don't like it. Hmm? But just think about that itch. That's a curse itch. Hmm? Not just like you have, a, you have something you got to itch on your head. I mean, that's a nasty itch where you itch to the point, you scratch to the point that you bleed. But even though you and I in here, when I said that about that, does God make you sick? And everybody that I heard said no. Because we know what we teach, but what about everybody around the planet? You and I need to know that we're healed. We need to know that all this was true because it's in the Word of God, but Christ redeemed us from the curse. We've been liberated and set free, as the Scripture says here. Isaiah 53 and verse 1 that we read last last Wednesday. Who has believed our report? That's what Isaiah asking this question. Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Well, I just jump right in there to answer both of those questions. I believe the report of the Lord, and I'm believing in the strength of God to overcome any situation I face. How about you tonight? I believe it. But the question is, the question is asked, and you have to be able to answer that, do you believe what he did? Do we believe his report that by his stripes we are healed? Because In the first passage that I read to you in 2 Peter, it says, in verse 16, some of his comments, Paul's, are hard to understand. There's times when I teach the Word and bring the Word, sometimes it's hard to understand. It's hard, I know what he said, but but what about what I feel or how the situation that I'm in or how I'm dealing with this thing or that thing, uh, but what about all those things? Sometimes it's hard to understand. And those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different. Just as they do with other parts of Scripture, 
Everybody can twist Scripture if you don't spend the time to develop the understanding of what Christ has done. Who will believe the report? When you got 105 temperature, your nose is running, you're coughing, you got the shakes, who's going to believe the report of the Lord? See, no matter what you feel like and no matter what it looks like and no matter what symptoms have attached themselves or tried to against your body, He's already healed you. That's what we've been talking about. I'm already well. I'm already the healed in Christ Jesus because of what He did, and I don't want the last part of that verse the Scripture says, and this, when you twist the Scriptures, when you're not embracing what the Word of God says, when you're not developing it in your life, and this will result in their destruction, your and my, anybody else's. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge and understanding of the Word. It's where destruction sets in. That's what the Bible says. Back in Isaiah. So who, in verse 1, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. We talked about this in the last couple of weeks. This is Isaiah hundreds of years before prophesying of the coming of the Messiah the Messiah that was promised before the foundation of the world. He, grow, he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces. I'm going to say something in these next few verses that I read right here, I'm going to say something that you need to remember tonight. You need to walk out of here repeating this over and over again, declaring this, that this is so. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs. He has bore our griefs. And carried our sorrows. He's borne our griefs and he's carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. Can you say amen? In verse in verse 3 and 4, last week we read it out of the, uh, the Young's translation, verses 3 and 4 in Isaiah 53. I want to read verse 3 and 4 that we just read. And I want to remind you what we said uh, where in the New King James and many other translations it talks about griefs and sorrows. In the Young's, which is really the, the literal translation in the Hebrew, um, it's replaced with sickness and pain. Griefs and sorrows is replaced with sickness and pain. Verse 3 in the Young's. He is despised and left of men, a man of pains and acquainted with sickness. That's sorrows. That's with griefs and sorrows. And as one hiding 
the face from us he is despised and we esteemed him not. Surely our sicknesses, surely our sorrows he hath bore and our pains or our griefs he hath carried them and we, we have esteemed him plague smitten of God and afflicted. It looked like that God put all that on him and did all that to him because he allowed it. Old Testament, he allowed those things to come on people. Then it came to the place where God allowed Jesus to be tortured and to be done the way the Scripture said before, hundreds of years before it actually happened, described what it was going to look like. God allowed that because of what he was doing in redeeming man back to himself, back to a saved and a healed and a delivered state. He's done that for us. Can you say amen? So I'm, I want to read that again, but I want, you to, I want you to think about this. The word bore... For something to be, he bore our sicknesses. That word is to make a way through something with resistance. Like if you're boring a hole in a piece of wood with a drill, there's resistance. Do you get through it? And that's what he did. He, he bore our sicknesses and he carried our diseases, our pains. He bore and he carried our sickness and pain, our diseases, our grief, our sorrows. He bore them and he carried them. So tonight, if he bore them, then I don't have to. If he carried them, then I don't have to carry them. I don't have to go through life carrying one disease after another disease. One sickness after another sickness. He bore them and he carried them, so I'm not. Say it, I'm not. He bore your sicknesses. He bore your pains. He carried your diseases. He carried your sorrows. He carried your grief. So you don't have to. But what you and I have to do is believe that he did that, and we have to cast the care of those things. We have to line our mouths up with making declarations every day, when you feel good and when you don't feel good. Amen? Saying what he did for us, declaring it, and letting all of heaven know, letting all the principalities and powers know, that's what I choose to believe, no matter how I feel, no matter how the circumstances look. I choose to believe I'm well. All over the planet, people think. You ever heard people, if you talk about health and healing or whatever, God made us to be well? How many have ever heard this statement? Yeah, but what about Job? What about Job? Hmm? What about Job? We're going to talk about that in the weeks to come, months to come. We're going to talk about Job and what happened to Job.
People talk about those kind of things all the time. They talk about, yeah, yeah, but, but what about Paul's thorn in the flesh? People will fight to be sick. They'll have more faith for Paul's thorn in the flesh than they do that Jesus healed them. They'll have more faith in the fact that, you know, Job suffered, you know, so I got to suffer, than the fact that Jesus carried all your suffering, all your pain, all your sorrows, all your grief. You don't have to. But people have more faith for the other. And so, so I, I want to go back, put, put, if you'd put that back up again, 2 Peter 3 and verse 15. I, I want us to read this together. Uh, 2 Peter 3.15 in the New Living, 15 and 16. <clears throat> I want us to read this together. But no, don't read it with me. Just, just, let's, just follow me as I'm reading it. And remember our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved, to be healed. Gives them time to be healed. It takes time. It takes development to have revelation and understanding about how to receive what he did. It's not labor. It's not, okay, I got, if I confess enough scriptures, then all my pain will leave. No, no, no. You confess scripture to change the way you think. Right? You don't quote scripture and throw scripture at problems. You speak the word at an issue in faith in God, but on a daily basis, you're making declarations to change the way you think. And thank God for the patience of God who gives us time to be healed. Thank God for the mercy of God. Thank God for doctors and medicines and those kind of things that, that can help people and, and supplements and things that can help people till their faith gets to a new level. Yeah, oh yeah. See, because his patience... His patience gives me time to be healed. Because, see, when I see saved, I mean, I see saved healed. When I see healed, I see healed saved. You can't separate the two. I'm healed. If I'm saved, he's given me patience to be saved, to get revelation about being saved. He gives me patience. There's, he, he has patience for me to come into the revelation and that place of understanding about how to receive the fact that I'm healed. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get healed. Listen to me. I am healed based on the blood of Jesus, on what he did. I'm healed. He said, you are healed. I am healed now. I'm, I'm healed no matter how I feel or anything else. But thank God for his patience that as I'm developing that, it's becoming a, really, a reality in me. I don't care what you feel like. I don't care what things appear to be. You are healed. Thank God for his patience. <clears throat> This is what our, our beloved Paul, brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom that God gave him, speaking of these things in all of his letters. Some of his comments are hard to understand. They are. Things I'm saying tonight, sometimes it's hard to understand. But God has patience for you to get it. 
And if you don't quit, you'll get it. I mean, <laughs> you can't lose with God. If you don't quit, Galatians 6, 9, if you don't quit, you'll reap. If you don't quit, you'll get it because he has great patience for you to get it. Everybody say, I got it. Just, I mean, why declare anything else over revelation in God? Just declare, I've got it. It's mine. I'm healed. I'm, I'm receiving that revelation and understanding day by day by day by day. I'm receiving it. One of the greatest things that happen in your personal life, I mean, to me, it's, it's amazing when people get what we're talking about tonight and they really receive their healing in their bodies where the symptoms leave their bodies because they've stood in faith. I can remember the first time I ever did that. And you know what I was doing it off of? Things I'd heard other people teach. I heard them teach. I heard Brother Copeland, Kenneth Copeland, make the comment that one day something was coming against his body and he was going to just lay down and kind of take it. And he heard the Lord say, what would a healed man do? <laughs> and so I, I was living in the Rio Grande Valley and I, I owned my own business. And I usually left the house about 7 o'clock in the morning, 7.30 in the morning. And one day... I didn't feel like it, but I could hear Brother Copeland say well, that God told him, ask him the question, what would a healed man do? And I mean, I felt bad. Not too many times in my life that I've felt bad, but I felt bad, really bad. And so I put one foot in front of the other. I got in my van and I headed off to work and I felt bad all morning long. But I was declaring what God's word said. By 3 o'clock that afternoon, all the symptoms were gone. And I didn't have another thing. Because, because what I did was, see, God takes you where you're at. And I was operating on the coattails of someone else's faith at that time because I hadn't been saved that long. And I was operating on what I heard, yet it was God's word, and God said that to them, and I thought, Man, God said that to them, and it worked for them. It's going to work for me. But see, if you don't ever put it to work, you'll never know if it'll work or not. you got to take the step. Because some of, like it said here, some of his comments are hard to understand, but those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted the letters. Who, who are those? It's those who don't really believe what I'm saying tonight, the things we're talking about tonight, and then they make excuse, well, you know, I heard those people talking about healing and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know about all that. Yeah, but, but what about Paul's thorn in the flesh? What about Job? Hmm? What about all the scriptures in the Old Testament that God made people sick? I just read them. Did I read those? Did it say God made them, would put sickness on them? Yes, it did. It said that. You, you, you have to admit that. And every, every sickness that's not even mentioned in here would come upon them. But thank God I don't live in Deuteronomy. I don't live in Deuteronomy times. <laughs> I live on this side of the cross, and he redeemed me from the curse of the law 
every sickness, every disease, everything he took on himself, and today I'm healed in Jesus' name. You know, um, I had a friend, and he's, he's a really good friend, and, but we went through a little season where we had some differences of opinion doctrinally, and, uh, and this was one of them. And, and I can remember him telling me, you know, don't, don't you got to watch it. Don't tell other people about that God will heal you. You'll get sick as a result of telling people that. It's, it's kind of like knock on wood, just in case. And, uh, and I, you know, because... We were good friends, and the things that we would, he, he would, he would throw Scripture at me, and I'd throw Scripture at him. And we'd battle with Scripture, trying to prove each other wrong. But his Scripture got in my head, and for a season, I really struggled with believing that. And I found myself even kind of pulling back, not talking too aggressively about healing, because I don't want the devil coming after me. And all that came through Scripture. It came through Scriptures that were taken. Notice what he he said here in this passage. It says, Those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture, and this will result in destruction. Because you're believing a lie. I'm healed. Jesus healed us. Can you say amen? He delivered us. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pain. And by His stripes, we are healed. Not will be, we are healed. And if I am healed, if, I, if I'm healed, if, if, I, if I was healed, then I am healed today, no matter what. There's no, there's no distance. Well, you know, that was back then, and, and all that's done away with. I've heard people tell me that. I mean, I've heard lots of people say that. Well, that healing thing is done away with. That was on Jesus and on the Apostle Paul and on his disciples. But when the last disciple died, I heard, I mean, I've, I've found people that believe that. When the last disciple died, then all the healing and health and healing and those kind of things ended. Well, if that's the case, then salvation ended when the last, you know, but, but was it the 12 or was it the 82 or was it the 500 disciples, right? And so what about their descendants? Well, I'm a descendant of one of them. <laughs> Amen. I'm a descendant of Jesus, glory to God. Amen. The blood of Jesus, his blood flows in my veins. How about you? See, because I'm connected to my second birth, not my first birth. Yeah, thank God for it, that I'm here and I'm alive today. I thank God for my parents and my grandparents and generations and all that. But my connection is to my second birth. As a result of that, the blood of Jesus flows in me. And there's no sickness and there's no disease in the blood. So my blood is getting stronger every day because I believe it. It's kind of like this picture I have. If that's the truth and his blood is flowing in my veins, his blood is because of what he did for me. It's activated in my veins by my belief. 
So it lays there when we're, when we're born again. Thank God for it. And there's a, there's a portion of that there. But we have to receive it. Right? Did Jesus die for everybody when he died? Okay. How many people are walking around out there that have never accepted it? It's there that their human spirit is laying dormant and it needs the Holy Spirit to connect with it to become born a second time, but they have to receive it. And it's no different with healing. There's no difference in healing. I have to receive it. But I have to be meditating on it and thanking God on a daily basis that I am that way so that when symptoms come or when things come or when I'm attacked in my body, that I continually thank Him and thank Him that His Word that I'm speaking is medicine to my flesh. And it is. But we have to believe that. The believing is what activates the process that creates the manifestation. And when, my, when, I'm, when I'm developing it, I'm not as, in, in this verse I just got through reading, I'm not one of those who are ignorant and unstable. I don't know what I need to know, but I know a whole lot more than I used to. Huh? And I'm growing in my understanding on a daily basis. And, I, and, and so I'm not in, ignorant and I'm not unstable. A person that's unstable in all of his ways receives nothing from the Lord. Not me. Not ignorant and unstable. I'm stable and walking in the truth. Amen? I'm walking in the truth. I'm not twisting the letters of the Apostle Paul of those who have penned the Word of God on paper in the 66 letters of the Bible. I'm not twisting those. I'm receiving those. And when I read things in Deuteronomy that says God put sickness on me, I balance it out by the Holy Ghost in all the other revelation and understanding that I have in in the Word so that I realize that was there for a purpose and and that's truth. But that's not truth for me. Amen? It's the truth of the Word of God, but that doesn't apply to me because of what He said in Galatians 3.13. He redeemed me from that. I'm redeemed. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm set free. And because He carried... And he bore. I don't carry it. Don't you feel weighty when you don't feel well? Oh, man. Just kind of. Huh? When you don't feel well? And you kind of give in to that? Where's the bed? Where's the pillow? And, you know, there's times you need to rest and times you need to lay down. Take something and lay down, whatever. But as you're laying down, speak the word. Amen? Keep speaking the word. Keep declaring. What, do, do what you have to do. Don't get under, oh, you know, I should have. Pastor said, you know, he got up and he walked. You know, okay. There's been times when I had to lay down. There have been times when something attacked my body, when I had allowed myself to be distracted and not dealing with my daily routine, this would be years ago, not dealing with my daily routine every day. And the enemy got, kind of wormed his way in and got me discouraged or I was frustrated and all of a sudden symptoms came in my body. Man, I had to take something. I had to lay down. Because there was no faith. You can't fake faith. You can't fake it. You, the believer, you don't. 
And if you're not believing, yeah, you may have to take things or do whatever you need to do in the natural, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's not a sin because you do something like that. It's not that you have great, greater faith because you didn't take something or do something. Get that settled. When you get that settled right there, then you'll choose not to do something in the natural because you're going to believe God's Word. But as you're developing that, He has patience for your development. Amen? Thank God He has patience for you and I. We're, we'd all be dead. We'd all be wiped out. But for His patience. His goodness. Thank God He's delivered us and He set us free. Can you say amen? So I want to end with this thought. And again tonight, I'm just asking God to show me each and every time that we have, when we're ministering on this, do I pray for people? Do I lay hands on people? Keep hearing God tell me, lay hands on people. Believe. Stand in faith. <clears throat> so, I want to end with this thought. I, I, I shared a little bit about this last week, but I, but I, want, to, I want to end with this. Um, the death he died, the death that Jesus died, was not just a physical death, but it was a spiritual death. Because when I got born again, my body didn't change. When I got born again, it was my spirit man that changed. My spirit man came alive. I was born. My physical body was not born again like Nicodemus said in, in, in John chapter 3. How, how can that be? How can a man go back in his mother's womb and be born a second time? He said that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So for there to be, you and I, to be spiritually alive, then he had to die spiritually. He had to be separated from God. Death is separation. He had to be separated from God. He went to hell, separated from God, rose on the third day. Now seated at the right hand of the Father, representing you and I in this power, in this authority, this dominion. And, and why is it so important to know that you're seated with him? Ephesians 2 says we are seated with him in heavenly places. Why? Why is that so important to know? It's so important to know because what he did, he did for me. He did for you. Saved us, healed us, delivered us, set us free. He did it for us. And now, now we are seated with Him. We are seated in heavenly places with Him. In that place. And if we believe that, then there's not anything that, there's not a thing on planet earth that you and I face that He didn't already cover. And I'm seated with that. And I need to know that. I need to experience that every day. So there's not a fear that I face that he didn't take care of, and I'm seated in that victory. I am seated in the victory. This is, this is, whoever's born of God, 1 John 5 says this, 
Whoever's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes everything that we face in the world. Even our faith, our confidence that he did what he said. And that I'm seated with him. I'm seated there. I'm seated in that victory. Not one fear that he didn't take care of. In other words, I don't have to be afraid of anything. Did we read in Deuteronomy that even every sickness not even mentioned, hmm, COVID-40, COVID-60, COVID-100, I don't care how many come. He said, every sickness not even mentioned in the book would come upon us. So that means every sickness not even mentioned in the Bible, I've been delivered from. I've been redeemed from. I've been redeemed from the curse of every sickness, even the ones not even mentioned. He's got us covered. Woo! Glory to God, he's got us covered. Can you say amen? It's so important that you and I know we are seated with him, and now we have the authority that he's given us to receive everything that he's done. It was all done for you, and it was all done for me. All of it. If you were the only one, he would have died for you. And if you have a problem with that, you need to get over it. But you're that special. You're that special. If you had just been you, he'd have done all that he did just for you. That's how special you are. You got a problem with that? You got to get over that, or you'll never receive from it. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.